It's indisputable. Welcome to the show. We have a lot on the agenda. Let me first start with Dina Dahl, co-host today, breaking down news of the day. Crime, legal and crime analyst and remarkable attorney. So we'll make sure that she gives us legal insight to all of these stories today, quite fascinating content. Top story, there's a Georgia commissioner of insurance, former, who used insurance money that he stole in order to finance his campaign for insurance commissioner and won. I kid you not. Let me take you to the state of Georgia. There's a guy named Jim Beck. Let's put up Mr. Beck's picture. Now, this has not received a significant amount of media attention. This should be national and international news, but it is not. Georgia's former insurance commissioner, Jim Beck, was sentenced in federal court Tuesday to several years in prison. A jury convicted Beck earlier this year of fraud and stealing more than two million from a former employer. Authorities said Beck used the money to do what? To fund his election campaign and pay his credit card bills and his taxes. Yes, he's a Republican. The irony is staggering. The man is running for insurance commissioner. He's running an insurance company. While running for insurance commissioner, he steals $2 million of his insurance company money to run a successful campaign for insurance commissioner. I don't know what this guy's plan was. I mean, maybe he thought if he became the insurance commissioner, he would not investigate himself. Because in the state of Georgia, when you are the insurance commissioner, you get to investigate what? Oh, insurance company. So I get it now. His strategy was if I'm the guy in charge of investigating insurance companies and I steal money from my own insurance company to become the insurance commissioner, I won't prosecute myself. Well, the federal government still has authority here and they got involved. US District Judge Mark Cohen sentenced back to seven years and three months in prison, followed by three years of supervised release. Once again, not even strong national news. What are Republicans saying about this corruption? Nothing, not a word, not a peep. Cohen also ordered Beck to pay back 2.6 million in restitution and to serve three years of supervised release after he gets out of prison. Beck, who's 60, remains free on bail and is likely to report to prison in December. They're giving him the option to go to prison when he feels like it basically, it's, negotiate, it's negotiable. Now I don't know about you, but where I'm from, when you got sentenced by a judge, you did not get to walk out the courtroom and just tell them when you plan to turn yourself in. But that is exactly what is going on with Beck. This guy is able to kind of negotiate when he wants to go to prison with the federal prosecutors. He said, I hope that I have made life better more than I've hurt people. Beck said, I do know that I have actively damaged precious relationships and I pray for restoration. Beck managed the state created insurance company, Georgia Underwriting Association before he became commissioner in 2019. The organization was designed to provide Georgia homeowners 
with high risk property insurance. You know what that means, right? You know who you ripped off, right? Okay, the evidence makes completely clear that Jim Beck is a thief. Assistant US Attorney Brent Gray said during trial, he is an ordinary, plain, fast talking and rich fraudster who ripped off people who had difficulty getting house insurance. So you know who he's ripping off, the vulnerable, the poor. Dina, he's going to the pokey, but this was not national news. This is a major federal corruption case. Beck stole millions of dollars, disenfranchised individuals that really needed the protection the most. And barely a peep in the media. Yeah, I mean, that's surprising because like you said, the fact is that it wasn't just even a private company he was stealing from, it was government money. You know, he has to pay back the Cincinnati Insurance Company, which reimbursed Georgia fund for the money Mm -hmm. he stole. And it was for these vulnerable high risk property insurance, which actually is going to be more and more necessary with climate change. Many more properties are gonna be in this high risk category. There's gonna be a lot more funding necessary in this area and people are gonna be a lot more vulnerable. And the fact that he used this money for his election, I think speaks volumes about money and politics. Because you know, why is it that somebody who's running for office either has to have a lot of money or has to cozy up to um, you know some sort of corporation to get funding? Or here he literally is stealing money to do it. I think that's a sad statement about who can run for office in this day and age. Yeah, and during the trial, it was pointed out by someone who used to work for the IRS who does these audits now. They said, listen, this guy would withdraw 10,000, 20,000 at a time, and they still can't account for what he actually did with that money. But I can guarantee you this, he paid somebody with that money and that somebody or those, those somebodies, we don't know because their names did not come up during the trial. Christian folks, listen. Stop with the racist BS, please. Here's an anonymous call to a psychologist who has a significant following and does really remarkable work. Here's what this racist individual left on her voicemail. Yes, um, I just heard you speak uh, for a couple of moments on a TikTok or something like that online. And uh, you live in Austin, Texas, uh, in the greatest nation that has ever been made. And you're sitting there um, insulting Americans. And you're, you're talking about the strengths of, of, of the American people. And you're twisting them into something that is perverted. I suggest you get the out of my nation, okay? All you are is someone that's coming in and trying to destroy the best nation that has ever been made. And underneath it all, this is what's what's strangest enough is that you know this. But you're going to come in and you're going to use I don't know what Asian country you come come from, but you're going to you want to come in and you want to pervert everything that is good and decent in the American way of life. There is nothing wrong with families. Nothing wrong with men and women, actual men and women and their children. Get the out of my nation, okay? 
You don't belong here. Burn in hell, by the way. Whoa, burn in hell, get the F out of my nation. You do not belong here. Sounds like a member of the KKK to me. They utilize the same rhetoric. They place that verbiage on their continued press that they distribute in small cities around the country. So let's be very clear. This is about group status downgrade. A lot of this racism is about group status downgrade. When a particular group who has so identified with their racial superiority as their identity marker for value, and they feel as if that is being challenged by, let's say, wokeness or policies that actually move or progress the agenda of fairness in America. You see, you gotta remember, progress looks like bias to those who have always been privileged. Progress looks like bias to those who have always been privileged. And now you see the reaction of these individuals who don't want to see fairness. They say things like America is the greatest country on the planet or nothing's wrong with the United States of America. America was founded on the concept that you can own a human being, that you could rape a human being with black skin and the state, the government would protect you because it's considered property. That's great to you. Okay, the agent therapist, speaker and educator with a sizable TikTok following went to the platform Monday evening to share an abusive and racist phone message she got from someone who told her to get the F out of my nation. Now, does that language sound familiar in recent context? Yes, because Donald Trump basically said the same thing about members of Congress that happened to be people of color that he disagreed with. Here's the reality, this is why that comment is racist. Donald Trump, he had battles, political battles with individuals who were white. Their ancestry did not trace directly from America. He never told those white people he debated with to go back to their country. He never did. He only reserved that for people of color he was in political conflict with, okay? The video comes from Dr. Han Rin or Han Rin, an Austin based psychologist who has more than 124,000 followers. That number has increased, creating videos that provide insights on mental health issues. She also has an Instagram account with more than 17,000 followers. That is increasing now as well. And she does a lot of great commentary, does a lot of great work. Dina Dahl, we're seeing this more and more. People who may disagree with what you said on social media, feeling as if it is their personal responsibility to be racist against you because they disagree with your comment or commentary. Yes, and I think that's the thing that almost surprises me the most is the willingness to go out of their way. You know, this lady spent time out of her day to make this awful phone call to somebody she doesn't even know. Huh? And and that, you know, that something similar has actually happened to me before, and I just thought, why would somebody take their time out of their evening? You know, I have better things to do, don't you? But the anger on this kind of extreme led by Trump, as you said, the anger is so great. They seem to want an opportunity to express that anger in often this racist you know, way. And I think that 
those who do not believe, you know, how these people are believing, really have to not forget our humanity and our response. We cannot be as angry as them. We have to really, I think, rise above it because that anger is um, should never be okay. Yeah, yeah, well said. Okay. A man, homeless man, gets kicked in the head by a police sergeant. Here's the video. No, nobody cares what you're saying. No, Karen, nobody cares what you do either. Not really. You understand that? Yeah, I'm not, you, you I'm not the one, I'm not no, the one out here complaining. No, that was the thing. Nobody cares what you do anymore. I know, nobody's out nobody here Nobody cares what you do anymore. You understand that? Lean back. You know, nobody cares what you do anymore. Lean back. I'm going to lean back with you on my Well, Look. We're not gonna do this, right? We're not gonna do this, right? Stop! You're done! We're not gonna do this, right? We're done. You're done! No, you piece of you know what? You're done. You're done. That sergeant has now been charged with a felony. All of those cops should be charged with crimes. Every single one of them. You think they intervened? They have a duty to. You think they haven't done this before? You damn right they have. Nobody was shocked. This young black male was homeless. He was already handcuffed. You see, these cops don't believe that the community will rise up for people like him. Oh, he's nobody, he's black, he's a black male, he's homeless. Who is he? But see that black, that black male homeless man has a family. And we're part of that family. And we're standing up with our family member today. Let me give you some background to this horrific story. Sergeant Eric Huxley, let's put up his picture. We'll make him real famous today, okay? You saw his boot, now you see his face. Sergeant Eric Huxley has been charged with battery and official misconduct of a public servant following an incident of excessive force that occurred Friday, September 24th. We do have that body camera footage that you just saw. He has been suspended without pay. The chief has recommended Huxley's termination because he cannot do it himself. There's a civilian board called the Civilian Police Merit Board that has to fire this cop. The chief has recommended the firing. Let me show you a picture of the young brother who was assaulted by this police officer. His name is Jermaine Vaughn. Jermaine Vaughn, as I said, according to reports, is in fact right now temporarily without shelter. He has no home. The two officers involved in the incident, Sergeant Christopher Kibbe, and Officer Matthew Shores, their body camera footage used to investigate this incident. They responded to Monument Circle after a call of disorderly conduct. According to the probable cause affidavit, Kibby heard Jermaine Vaughn being loud and disorderly and asked him to quiet down. When he didn't, Shores arrested him. While Vaughn was in handcuffs, the body cam shows Shores forced him to the ground. The, the big question is why he's already in handcuffs. While he was on his back with his hands in cuffs, here comes Huxley. Put up his picture again. Here comes Sergeant Huxley. 
kicked him in the face, immediately causing his mouth to bleed. I want to remind you, he's a sergeant. What does that mean? That means he is their supervisor. That's what that means. On the streets, we call them three stripes. So he's a three stripe. He has years on the job. He's passed the sergeant's exam. He has command over the scene. He is, in fact, their supervisor. Let me show you a picture of the police chief. That's Randall Taylor. He's a police chief. He has ordered an expedited internal affairs investigation. And that story continues to develop. Dina Dahl, attorney at law, what all do you see here? Well, one, I'm glad the police chief did act very swiftly. Um, it didn't take a lot of public outcry. So that is one improvement here. Uh, second, it's unclear why they were even arresting him in the first place. Right. Um, you know, just kind of being loud on the street doesn't necessarily make people get arrested all the time. And third, as you said, he definitely was no threat at that point when he was kicked. But it's important to point out that this police officer, when he goes to trial, will have a def- um, attorney paid for by his police union. But if he loses, it will be the city that pays out any claim. I really think the police union should pay out any claim. Mm. And then maybe the other police officers will intervene if their pension is at risk. You make a great point, and that's why there has been movement to mandate insurance policies for police officers. If you have a problematic cop who cannot get insured, they cannot work on the force, right? You also have an outcry now happening slowly from people on both sides of the political aisle saying, we don't need to pay taxpayer dollars for bad cops. We need to just get rid of them and hire decent cops, good cops, because it is a taxpayer expense and the city a premium, the city insurance premiums, they go up every year. They have to settle these ridiculous cases of evil ass cops like that. All right, we got more on the other side is indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of comments. Before I go to the comments, let me remind everyone that Representative Omar will join Anna. Yes. That's the day the Young Turks to talk about her book. This is what America looks like. Um, I had a great opportunity uh, to interview our dear sister on my radio show. And it was such an authentic interview, very authentic person. Um, also, Cristobal on the conversation joins Senator Nina Turner. Uh, that's today as well. I mean, goodness, these are treats on top of treats here. p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, And don't forget, Senator Nina Turner, her day is tomorrow on Indisputable, right here live. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the Indisputable YouTube page, real simple, real easy, youtube.com forward slash Indisputable TYT. All right, thank you in advance. TYT member Mickey C. the Silver Hair Dragon, laughing my off. Typical Republican logic, let me be the head of insurance investigations so I can steal from it and not be prosecuted. I mean, what else are you thinking at this point? If you Listen, Beck is the kind of guy that either goes big or he goes home. <laughs> he could have pulled this off. I mean, you gotta think about it. 
if the federal government did not get involved, he would still be the insurance commissioner and he would be getting away with it today, okay? Uh, Eric the Red, I bet took it a step too far. Instead of taking legalized bribes, he just stole the money. I know he eliminated too many middlemen here. <laughs> that was the real issue, okay? There's a way to do this legally, Beck, it's called a fundraising dinner. <laughs> uh, but it shows how the system is a washing money and that candidates believe they must have it a plenty to campaign. Uh, Lynn says, I'm so sick of racists saying my country or my nation. Yep, uh, Greyhound Dragon, you gotta be kidding me. Who do these cops think they are? Disgusting. They think they are better than and above, better than other people and above the law. That's what they think, truly. Uh, Eric the Red, stumping someone in the head like that with concrete underneath, he could have died right then and there. And you're 100% correct. And any police officer who has gone through basic training will tell you that they've gone through the academy that the head is considered a red zone strike. Yeah. A red zone strike means it is potentially fatal. And you use a red zone strike only when absolutely necessary to deescalate or apprehend. That's the only time you use it. Okay. Colorado Blue Blazer regular, are pigs trying, I mean really trying to initiate an all out war against them? How much longer will us ordinary people tolerate this criminal behavior? Uh, Kathy Harvey, surprised they didn't let him pick his own jurors. <laughs> um, Punky Ragged Dragon, insulting America, clutching my pearls. Uh, <laughs> Kinky Streets, greatest nation that has ever been made, question mark. Lashika Drew, I just got some messages like this last week from a patient and emailed uh, in text messages, I told her if it continues, I would press charges. Good for you, uh, Chaplain Fred. Uh, Dr. Richie, I'm so sorry for people like this lady um, who is spreading hate. That is nowhere near my core values as a chaplain and pastor. Well, God bless you, uh, pastor. That's why we need more people like you in the world. Uh, Guinea popcorn or Jenny popcorn. So your feelings are hurt by words. So you literally kick someone while they're down, but you're supposed to be a professional. Yeah, let's go to Twitch. Uh, Lord Harlock, a black person or brown person would have been taken from the court right to prison. Yeah, yeah, he gets to, he comes you know, around Christmas time, maybe right after the Christmas holiday. He gets to negotiate that. Um, that's significant privilege, right? Uh, Top Cat Glass Dragon would be nice if Christians behave more Christ like. Kind of what the uh, chaplain was saying. Jackson Drax, the cops who like humanity treat everyone as subhumans. Yep, Rhino Lock, imagine how little you have to think about someone to kick them like that. I can't think of anyone I would want to do like that. And, and think about this, the man was on his back and handcuffed. He was on his back and handcuffed, it doesn't matter what he's saying, okay? If he has to go to jail for that BS charge that you all gave him, okay, you know, that's extreme, but still within the boundaries of legal. And then when the cop says, you're done, I'm so, I'm so glad we have the video because I'm going to play that every time we bring up this story to give you updates because this sergeant is done, career over. We just have to keep the pressure, okay? Keep the pressure going. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're, you're I feel free, back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. You got a problem, pal? What's that? Do you have a problem? Just filming. 
Yeah, why are you filming me? It's public property. I don't give what it is. You don't? Yeah, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, it's a free country, so you have a right to feel however you want. Yeah, well, I think you're going to stop filming me, pal. Um, are you a police officer? Yeah, I am. You are? What town are you a police officer with? Never mind what town I'm a police officer. You're live streaming right now. Yeah, because I want them here. Okay, well, you can call them if you like. Yeah, I've already done that. Okay. You said you're rental. Okay. You don't want to leave people alone. Do you know um what famous means? What? Do you know what famous means? Yeah, I know what famous means. Cause you're, stop filming me, Because you're about to be famous in auditing America. I just have a question. Why is there a light kit in the front of your vehicle? That is none of your business either. It's none of my business? That's right. Well, I guess you're right. I mean, are you impersonating a police? You just told me you're a police officer. You're goddamn right I am. You want to see bad pal? Yes, please. See? I'm sorry. Could could you pull no, that out again? I don't need to see it any better than that. That looks like a fireman's badge. I don't care what it looks like to you. Okay. Are you aware of the First Amendment? Yeah, I'm aware of the First Amendment. Do you know what it is, sir? The freedom of the press, buddy. Absolutely. That's actually very hey, good. People, would you please call the police? This man's stalking me. Okay. Let me break down what's happening with this mail carrier. Auditing America. Uh, they exercise their constitutional rights in order to make a display of the exercise of constitutional rights. They do this to put others on notice in law enforcement that there are people who know their rights and their rights will be respected, uh, hoping to move the agenda of constitutional rights in the right direction, right? Good organization. This guy, and there's more video by the way, this guy has a truck with what looks to be police lights in the truck. So this guy's recording. He gets out, you see the exchange. Um, he has now identified himself as a police officer. There's more. Do you know that that gives people the right to film in public? Yeah. Okay. And do you know that you've identified yourself as a police officer on camera? So if the police do show up, I'll be happy to hand over that footage. Yeah, you can hand it over to them. Okay. Because they can't do anything about that either. Actually, that's a federal offense to impersonate oh, really? a police officer, yes. When did that become a federal offense, pal? Freedom of speech, anyhow. You don't know if I'm right. lying to you or not. Well, once you identify yourself as a police officer, you've committed a felony. Oh, really? Yes. You think you're scaring me, don't you? No. No, that's why I'm being very polite and very calm and considerate. I want to see what you got filmed of me. You've been filming me since over the CBS, pal. That's I right. want to know what you're filming me for. Uh, my own purposes. I don't answer questions. Yeah, you don't answer questions. That's right. Okay. Okay. We'll find out what you're doing, pal. Okay. If I find out you posted anything on Facebook. I'm putting it on Facebook and YouTube. Or any place like that. I am. I'm coming after you. Is that a threat? No, it's a promise. Other than this guy being the real life Peter Griffin, his Karenicity is so extreme. He has identified himself being recorded as a police officer. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he is not a cop, okay? Um, he's talking about freedom and that he has the freedom of speech, which allows him, I guess, in his mind to say he's a cop when he is not a police officer, and then he wanted to see what the fella had recorded. Uh, attorney, is it in fact against the law to identify yourself as 
a police officer when you are not, even if you work for the fire department. Absolutely. It's a matter of public safety. We don't want people going around pretending to have authority. They don't. It's actually quite dangerous for society. So it's absolutely a crime. Um, oh, I thought the guy was kind of so funny. You know, at the end, the videographer is like, "Oh yeah, I'm putting it up on Facebook." He, <laughs> he, like, he did no. not hesitate. <laughs> he did not hesitate to tell him, "Here's exactly what's about to happen." Exactly. It was really funny. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of control here, right? I mean, the guy's following him, telling him not to record. If you don't want to be recorded, go back inside your car and drive away. So yeah. simple. Yeah, and then he yells to, I guess, people walking by. This guy is harassing me. Call the police. Wait a minute. I thought you were the police. You got to get your story right here, fella. All right. You're not pulling this off. You're making yeah. us really suspicious about who you are. Okay. I got something for everybody. Double dose. I am so digging anti-Karens. They're like dark winged duck. <laughs> They're popping up everywhere. Uh, this is a situation of a Karen at a Vietnamese restaurant uh, being racist. And a group of patrons who were there, anti-Karens, we will call them. These anti-Karens spoke up against the racist insults against that particular employee. Let me give you some background. The TikTok user, her name is Whitney, added more details about how the incident started. Context, she came in asking for miso soup at the Vietnamese restaurant. The waiter asked her to repeat and she went off on all the Asian workers. The order might have confused the staff as miso soup is a Japanese dish not usually found in Vietnamese restaurants, according to Whitney. She started filming the woman after she began threatening the employees. She was screaming at them to speak English. Do we have a picture of this Karen steel shot? If you notice, this Karen has on a t-shirt. This t-shirt says, and I quote, not today, Satan. <laughs> Dina Dahl. I'm so glad these anti-Karens are speaking up and speaking out against the social malfunction of Karenicity in the world. We need more of that because Karens can be very dangerous. What are your thoughts here? 
Yeah, absolutely. At first, you can't make this stuff up, especially with that right. T-shirt. Amazing what you find. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we teach our kids this, right? Like in the playground, if there's a bully, you know, bullies can be stopped if the other kids stand up when somebody's getting picked on. So I'm really glad that you're high. Highlighting this and that maybe this is happening more out there because we do model for our children how to act in society. And when we as adults don't stand up for other people, how on earth do we expect our children to do that? It's a hard thing to do because often the bully can be very threatening. And so it's important to stand up and kind of be in solidarity with the person who is being threatened. Yeah, and now this is becoming much more normative. People are standing up against racism when most of the time, and you know, we know this to be true, people would rather just be neutral. They would rather not say anything, not get involved, not become part of the narrative or the argument. Well, here's one thing about being neutral. Being neutral means 100% of the time you're not right. That's what that means. If you are going to be neutral all the time, you will never be right one time. So in order to be right, you have to take a position. You have to take a stand. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Lot of show left. Let's go to some of these amazing comments. We got a lot of them. I will read as many as I can, okay? A TYT member, I am Sock says, you can tell he's not a cop because a real cop would have beaten the hell out of the guy recording. And he would not have said we need to call the police. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Craig Cray Souffle says, wearing a not today Satan was this Kara's first mistake. I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, not today, Satan T-shirt. Okay, um, Virginia Slim says, "Officer harassment, Cyber Gothica. He walks like a drunk hobbit, or Peter Griffin." Rob and is it CJ? Police saying, "Call the police!" Right, Hazy Dragon. Here's one of those old men who hang out at the fire station, claim to be a volunteer firefighter. They give you a little badge and let you feel good, but you don't have any authority. I mean, you may be right on that. I think his badge, his volunteer badge, if that's the case, has been revoked at this point. <laughs> All right, Insta Spy. Now, today, Satan said Satan. <laughs> Jim Garcia, does the Karen <laughs> have an anti Karen shirt? <laughs> That that would have been okay. We got to get these anti-Kara shirts out there. Let me okay. Now let me tell you. At one point, my goal was to have somebody wearing the "I wish a Karen Wood" T-shirt while filming a Karen, <laughs> and then showing that you have it. And I wish a Karen Wood T-shirt while filming a real-life Karen in the wild. That is no longer my dream. My <laughs> dream today has changed. My dream today. Is to have an anti-Karen T-shirt while a person is being a Karen, and the Karen wearing the anti-Karen T-shirt from this show, and somebody with a with an I wish a Karen Wood T-shirt recording the whole thing. <laughs> I know it gets complex. Just roll with me on this. I think we can do it. All right. Okay. Uh, Twitch. Rocket. 
rocket science. All right, 420, he thinks he is John Wayne. <laughs> um, Effer <laughs> uh, 117, what's with holding your pants up? See, and this is why that whole holding the pants and the way he walked, I'm convinced this is actually Peter Griffin. <laughs> like nobody would have that kind of style and and mental capacity. <laughs> All right, bread and toast. Uh, do you know what famous means? <laughs> yeah. All right, Kathleen. I am so sad to say this. Karen uh, could be my brother. Damn. That that is sad. Um, sarcastic. Snowflake. Uh, personally, if someone was filming me, I would be moving in the opposite direction, not towards them. Um, sort of long. A true Karen, even the haircut. Alaska, Alaskan Snow Dragon 2021. Her shirt says, not today, Satan. Something tells me she said yes. <laughs> Okay, all right, I can't read all of them. You all are cracking me up today. <laughs> okay, this is a really sad story. Former UK medical student decided to throw acid on his ex-girlfriend and he dressed up as a black woman to do it. Let me bring your attention to a former English medical student who is now behind bars after being found guilty of attacking his ex-girlfriend with sulfuric acid while wearing a fat suit and makeup to appear as a black woman. I kid you not. Um, let me show you the picture of his mugshot and what he dressed up as in order to basically try and destroy his ex-girlfriend's life. Now him being a former medical student, he knew exactly what this acid would do to her body. He utilized that knowledge in order to enact this egregious crime. May of 2021, Nalad Roof, 25, disguised himself using the suit and makeup, sunglasses and a hat before traveling to his ex-girlfriend and colleague Rim Alawi. This was in Brighton, England. When he arrived, Ruth knocked on the door, handed her a note, and threw acid in her face, resulting in life-altering injuries for this junior doctor. The attack happened six weeks after Dr. Alawi ended their relationship. Authorities' investigation led them to his home where they found a shopping list containing items such as a fat suit, face paint, two full head face mask, and a black morph suit. Ruth subsequently pleaded guilty to one count of applying a corrosive fluid with intent and was sentenced to 15 years on October 7. Um, before sentencing, uh, the judge uh, told Ruth that she hadn't seen any real remorse from him following the incident, which resulted in five reconstructive surgeries 
His ex-girlfriend is likely to have more by the way. And that she had no doubt he was a danger to women. Um, let's put up uh, his picture again. And I wanna remind everybody of the extreme premeditation here. He knew what the acid would do to this young lady. He knew how to disguise himself and he wanted the blame to be a black woman. He had entry, motive, opportunity, all of it. Here's what's staggering. He would have gotten away with this if it had not been for the paper trail he created by purchasing the paint, the fat suit, the costume that he wore. That is what tied him to this whole thing. Let me now show you a picture of his ex-girlfriend. Wow, wow. Uh, the victim said in court during the court victim impact statement, since the day I was subject to this horrific attack, my life has changed. I live in pain and fear of my future well-being and financial hardship. The impact of the attack includes severe damage to my right eye, which I'm still unable to see out of. Damage to eyelids and damage to skin on face, neck and arm. I am unable to move my neck and close my eyelids. I've had five surgeries. I'm still trying to come to terms with more procedures and operations. I am unable to attend work or live my life. I have been robbed of years of my career and young adult life. Dina, 15 years seems like a light sentence to me. That is exactly what I was gonna say about this story. It is way too light. This is so horrible. Yeah. Um, and but we often seen crimes against women having too light of sentences. You know, I believe that statutory rape should actually have a life sentence. Mm -hmm. And it's often not in jurisdictions. The domestic violence, violence against women, you know, we have to increase the sentencing. We have to treat it as as serious as the crime it is. 15 years for what he did to this woman, especially him having a remorse. I cover a lot of true crime cases around women, and oftentimes, you know, men like this will come out and do something again and probably worse to another woman. They're often repeat offenders. Wow, well, um, he's going to the pokey and uh, you know, some of the cats inside, they don't like dudes that do that to women in particular. Remember Flint, the lead poisoning, impacting children's ability to mentally develop, remember all that? There's another city in Michigan with the same damn problem. It may even be worse. Once again, majority black city. Hmm. The state of Michigan has told a majority black city not to use tap water for drinking, bathing or cooking out of an abundance of caution because of lead contamination. Okay, Local advocates have been bottling water, trying to help, trying to remedy this situation. The government has not been as effective just as it was not during 
the Flint crisis. And that crisis continues, by the way. For the last three years, residents of Benton Harbor, Michigan, have been suffering from lead contamination water with what experts describe as insufficient intervention from state and local officials. Officials, For its part, the state has committed to expanding free water distribution in Benton Harbor and promised to comply with the federal water regulations. Local activists say their situation is what is that of environmental justice and have warned the state about the water crisis for years. One local activist, Reverend Edward Pickney, head of the Benton Harbor Community Water Council, said Michigan is moving in the right direction on the issue, but more must be done. Governor Whitmer has proposed that the pipes be removed over five years, but no one knows how the project will be financed. The GOP controlled legislature only agreed to pay for a half of the 20 million she said it would cost. Then you have Washington, where Joe Biden's infrastructure plan would actually pay for it, would support Michigan's efforts. But that has been stalled by who? Republicans as well. So they're getting it both ways, Republicans in their state and Republicans at the US Capitol. We're gonna continue to follow this story. Remember the lead poisoning that we saw in Flint not only adversely impacted mental development and capacity, it also made it illegal for them to sell their homes. A lot of people say, well, why don't they just move out of Flint? Well, because of the lead contamination, there's a statute in law that makes it illegal for them to even sell their homes for a certain number of years. They are stuck there, it's my point. Dina Dahl, what are your thoughts? You know, Governor Rick Snyder, the former governor during the Flint water crisis, he is right now under an indictment for willful yep. neglect of duty, which I hope spurs the current elected officials to realize they could be facing criminal charges if they do not, you know, take this seriously. Like you said, the infrastructure bill could address this climate change also because black and brown communities will be affected more by climate change. Yep, very well said. Let me give a quick update of a story we followed. And we talked about a few days ago. Remember the racist white supremacist who made national um, headlines on social media. Well, some things have changed for his life. Let me remind you of the video, here it is. I'm like, do you think white people are better than black people? Yes. <laughs> yes, love that. Give me an example. All of civilization was created by white people. Is that right? This particular racist individual, his name is Dominique. And Dominique said that white people are just better than black people. They are superior. He is a white nationalist. Okay, well, here's what happened after that video went viral. And I'm glad that we were part of that, by the way. We have now found out that this individual is a drone operator who works for the company's TV boy, 
a New York City based TV production company and other companies he contracts with. Here's what he posted. This is kind of his apology, okay? Dominique says, I will say here what I have said on other social media platforms. An employer, an old employee got in touch with me and I'm facing an industry blacklist and potentially a divorce. You mean to tell me you didn't tell your wife you were a white supremacist? <laughs> that seems like that seems like a major detail, um, given the fact that you know you are. Okay, um, a large amount of friend group. Uh, this is his wording: is disassociating with me. I understand all of this and accept this as consequence. He goes on to say, "I take full responsibility. I have no excuse for my actions. I've been taking." Um, both this and my later encounter with the police as an opportunity um, for a lot of self reflection and steps toward facing my own problems and ultimately improvement as a person. All right, it took uh, you losing your job and losing your wife potentially to stop being racist as hell. Hey, whatever gets you there, buddy. All right, Ms. Dahl, always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell us how people can check you out and follow you. Thanks so much for having me. They can follow me on Twitter, AskDinaDoll1. All right, there it is. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.